Hey guys, welcome to Effing Priceless. We are so excited for our first episode. I'm Presley Price. Bobby Price. And we are super excited to share with you some of our wildest, craziest stories upon our recollection. So, here we go. All right, so uh, a little background about us. My name's Bobby Price, 31 years old. We're here uh, in San Antonio, Texas. Yep, grew up here, born and raised. Um, I now live in New York. I've been going to college, or I went to college there. Um, I went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, super nerdy, engineering school, upstate New York. Actually, a very good school. A really prestigious engineering school. I did not major in engineering, <laughs> but it was a great time. I met some of the smartest, weirdest, funniest people that you could ever encounter. So great time. Um, graduated in May. Now I live on Long Island in New York and work at a hospital. Yeah, anytime I have any kind of a problem or I need a smart person, I text Presley. I ask <laughs> her or her genius friends to figure this out and let me know how I can get this done. So if, that's definitely an advantage. For sure. If I don't know, I definitely know somebody that knows. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, myself, I've been in San Antonio, like I said, born and raised. Um, lived here all my life, never really moved away. I love this city. I love Texas, that's for sure. Um, for the past, what, five years you've been in New York? Six years? Yeah, five years now. Five years? Okay, so it's yep. been definitely an adjustment, I would uh, assume. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. First of all, the weather. Let's get that started. Yeah. In Texas, you get hot, hot, and hotter. In New York, you get cold, cold, and colder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we've been on vacations growing up for sure, mountains, skiing, stuff like that, but living in it, I don't think, I don't know how I'd deal with that. Honestly, it's it was a super big adjustment. I got um, a convertible car in college in my Great sophomore choice, right? year. Great choice. Great choice for the summers. But then during the winter, I was so nervous. I was like, wait, can this like concave with all the snow? Which it actually can. <laughs> so Snow's heavy. So super heavy. Yeah. So you actually have to be really careful and brush off the snow whenever it is. I was smart and just got a car cover so I could just like whip it off and all the snow would come off. But super heavy. Yeah, I would assume that. Okay, so uh, a little bit about us. Uh, we grew up taking a lot of vacations with our family. We were fortunate enough that our parents took us to a lot of different countries. Uh, most of our vacations are actually on different islands. Um, our entire family were scuba divers. We've both been certified since we were 12 years old, so we've been doing that for quite a long time. Yeah. I'm 31, you're 22 now? I'm 22, so um, it's been a while, but it's something that we both grew up doing. It's something that we absolutely love doing which uh, actually got him really into marine life. Oh, I am, okay, just for y'all to uh, know this right off the bat, I'm an animal nerd. Uh, zoology major at the beginning, been fascinated by animals my entire life. At 12 years old, I begged slash forced my parents to buy a big saltwater aquarium. Definitely was, forced. Yeah, <laughs> I got my way. I was a, the bad child, as you will hear from some of our stories. Um, started off getting just one aquarium. It led to two, three, four, five, six. We've had huge aquariums, tiny aquariums in the room and, you know, in offices or at work. Uh, I've set up aquariums for mom at her yep. previous jobs. Um, behind us, actually, if you can see us, if you're watching on YouTube, the big tapestry back there, there's actually a gigantic 400 gallon aquarium that's in progress. So hopefully we'll have it up and running and you'll be able to see it. Um, we yeah, it's actually, we've had some really amazing animals, which I'm so fortunate to have a brother who was super into these things because it exposed me to all these different animals and to get to learn about them. Um, and not only that, then we go out onto these amazing vacations, these amazing islands, and we see the fish that we have in our own fish tanks. Yeah. So it's pretty cool for sure. And this, I think you've told me before that you actually own one of the largest 
in-home fish tanks. Is that still true? In San Antonio, I'm a part of a group, like I said, big fish nerd. Uh, <laughs> MAST is the thing, Marine Aquarius Association of South Texas. So it's all the fish nerds, all the hobbyists in South Texas, I would say from anywhere from Houston, Austin, San Antonio, all of the valley, that area. And on that website, there are four or five aquariums that are the exact same size as mine, and there's only two larger. One of them being Sean Elliott's from the San Antonio Spurs. I remember well, bumping into him in middle school, uh, weekly almost, at the fish store and seeing him buying some of the same stuff that we were buying. Except actually, I think he may have done freshwater for a while. We were always saltwater. We liked scuba diving. So all the stuff we'd see out there, we want to bring it home. The super colorful fish. We wanted to see stingrays, sharks. Uh, we've had uh, three species of sharks before. Little small cat sharks, not the giant ones. We've had eels. I've had a, uh, a five-foot moray eel that was a terror. His name was Zeus. One of the coolest animals I've ever owned, but ate at least $1,000 worth of fish. Yeah, and I think uh, you would agree that your coolest animal was the most recent. My coolest pet, uh, for aquatic at least, uh, by far was my octopus. I appeared an octopus almost a year ago. Um, for those of you that don't know, they have a short lifespan, about a year, year and a half. And I had him till the end of his life. He was full grown. I got him when he was very small. I would say maybe six inches across. And when he passed away just a couple weeks ago, he was about 34 inches from tip to tip. So he, was he huge. grew. Yeah, he literally, so his name was Professor Bubbles. He had an Instagram and everything if you guys want to check out videos. Um, but he was the coolest thing ever and they're so smart incredibly intelligent we would um, buy we would go to thrift stores and toy stores and garage sales and uh we would buy a whole bunch of toys from literally we'd go through kids toys anything that was safe didn't have any metal any toxic paint in there usually stuff for toddlers is okay for that and i would fill up his aquarium Almostly, almost on the weekly with different themes, different toys. Potato heads. He'd love to take apart a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Uh, I would give him teething rings for babies that he would love to play with and redecorate his aquarium with. We would, uh, a couple experiments that we did with him is I would get a plastic jar with a screw top. I'd put a shrimp in there for him and he would actually learn how to unscrew the jar and take it out there and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. It was the coolest thing ever. I love showing my friends videos of Bubbles. I mean, he was super awesome. Um, so I don't know if you heard my brother just snap, but yeah, <laughs> that leads that. us into some of our other animals that we've had. Um, we're huge animal lovers in this household. Right now we have four dogs and a cat. So And Bombay. They're all after name Lickers. Yeah, maybe that, maybe we should address that. So <laughs> I've been a bartender for a long time and uh, I like to party a little bit. A little bit. A little I think bit, both of us do. Our so, mom uh, does too. Yeah. Like <laughs> We like to have fun. Um, your dog. So I have Mimosa. She's a Shih Tzu Maltese mix. Um, she's roaming around over there and she is my pride and joy. She looks like a child in her clothes. We rock it at the airport. So. <laughs> she has a stroller that she strolls through the airport <laughs> with this dog. She does. Well, she gets scared of all the luggage. It's like so much bigger than her. But yep, we have other massive dogs, which are his. I like all kind of dogs, small and large. Uh, in my pack, I always like to have the small and the large, large. So my small guy is named Scotch. He's Keep my, his shirt. <laughs> he's my uh, goblin child. He's evil incarnate. I love him so much. He's a Pomeranian. He has a lot of personality. He thinks he's the boss of the dogs, but well, he gets his way a lot of the times. Yeah, he does. He's a demon dog, but as much as I shit on this dog, he is beautiful he, he's gorgeous he should be in magazines he's a rock star he sure. really should um even the shirt i'm wearing looks like scotch with sunglasses if you're watching yep and then we have uzo over there uzo actually is kind of in camera view right now uzo is our puppy he's actually the youngest out of the group he's barely younger. and a half <laughs> oh most is younger by six months but Uzo is just about to hit a year and a half. He weighs in about 160 pounds. We haven't weighed him in a while, so he's probably larger. He's half Great Pyrenees and half St. Bernard. Uh, so he's a big boy. He's a big pup. And he's a big goofball. For sure. Something about Uzo, no matter what we do, we cannot get him out of the house. He deadweights you. He deadweights. 
I don't know what his issue is, but we can't get him out of the house, which also is fine. We have a great time here. And then our next fur child is Kalua. Kalua. Kalua I got for a few years ago. She's about to be four from a great buddy of mine that I grew up with. His we'll family. hear a lot about him later. <laughs> I have quite a lot of stories with him. Bad stories. Um... Well, his family used to breed Great Danes, and then they started breeding Mastiffs, or they only bred the Mastiffs one time, just to have one litter for themselves, and they kept two of the children. So they have four monster Mastiffs, Italian Mastiffs, beautiful, beautiful dog. And uh, I got one from him a few years ago, and she is an amazing breed. Uh, she's a good dog. She's an amazing dog, super needy, super jealous, but I tell you, she is absolutely beautiful. Um, we have a rescue over there. You can't see her, but her name is Bombay. She's a Siamese mix cat. We've had her for a few years now, too. Um, we've had an array of animals, which we will totally get into in later episodes Definitely. with a lot of really funny, a lot of amazing stories about these guys. Um, they're our life, basically. I mean, you're talking a sugar glider, a ferret, a rabbit, hamsters... A blue and gold macaw. A blue and gold macaw, which if you've owned birds before, is always amazing. But when you get into the parrot and macaw range, the intensity and care and how intelligent they are and the tricks they'll play on you. And they used to terrorize our dogs. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of different animals for sure. Yeah, you've had a snake. That a also snake? was a terror. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 no. The snake wasn't a terror. The snake was a perfectly well-behaved model citizen. <laughs> that met his untimely death to the mouse that I put in there to... To, to feed to him. To give to him. <laughs> I woke up one morning and my snake's head is... It, it doesn't look good. There's blood everywhere and the brain is exposed. And the mouse is sitting there eating it. Okay. And so I thought, you know... I was really mad. I was really pissed off that my snake was dead, first off. Mind you, this snake he had kept hidden from our parents for I don't even know how long. Probably it was half a, a year. It was a while. And then we wake up one morning learning that Midori was her name, that Midori was a little bitch and got killed by a mouse. I mean, fuck that mouse, man. <laughs> he killed my snake, my ball python. But here's the thing. So... I got to give it to the mouse. I mean, he he pulled something off. Though. I mean, this is like a David and Goliath story. Oh, for sure. So I let him go in the woods. I let him live. I, I mean, I hope an owl took him out. But No, that bitch probably fought for himself. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, for sure. So uh, one of our other huge interests. Okay, so the first half of this episode is pretty much letting you guys get to know us. Um, that's what it's all about and learning what a lot of our further episodes are going to be about also because we have a lot of stories about all these topics. Oh, yeah. So one of them happens to be the paranormal, one of our shared interests. Huge, huge believers in spirits and possessions and demons and ghosts, Ouija boards. I mean, yeah, 100%. I've we actually done a couple uh, ghost investigations at two haunted houses or two houses that we were told that were haunted and... Yeah, shit went shit went down. One of them was one of your own houses too that you lived in for a little bit. That's true. I got some great EVPs there, some creepy stuff we'll share with y'all in later episodes. Yeah, for sure. Crazy Ouija board stories. Big um, time. Creepy stuff. He's kidnapped me and taking me to a cemetery one time. You like, came voluntarily. <laughs> Wait, don't say kidnap. He told me we were going to a movie. <laughs> Get in his car. I, no, hold up. I feel like that's what we told mom we were doing at the time, but I don't think that's what I told you. I'm pretty sure you told me that because I was like, oh, I have to be ready for the movie by 10, 30, 11. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Undetermined what happened there, but either way, super into the paranormal, ghost shows, scary movies. Don't get us started. Uh, we're huge horror movie fans. Um, we'll probably bring up some good movies that we've seen. Oh, for sure. We should do a review. Like, yeah. we've seen so many scary movies, ghost adventures. Shout out to those guys. Probably our favorite ghost show on the air. For sure. Not so much the... The effects. The effects that they put in there and their personalities, but I really like the equipment that they use, especially that SLS camera. For sure. The SLS camera, they have the, um, the spirit box. The spirit box, yeah. They have so many different really cool... Um, technology which should be shared with the world in my opinion it's really cool stuff they're actually capturing paranormal on camera on recordings it's pretty 
pretty dope, you honestly. Know, I, I've looked up some of those spirit boxes and they're expensive. Super expensive. Yeah, I yeah to buy we one talked about I was it. Like, oh, for sure. Let's buy one and let's do it in the next investigation whenever we can do it. And yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah, exactly. But really cool stuff there. Awesome stories to come. Um, another one of our huge shared interests. Well, going off of the paranormal, you are really into aliens, they're UFOs. They're out there, okay? If you don't believe they're out there, then just live in your little denial rock you know just live under there <laughs> he's very he very much believes in other beings i've seen a ufo well, we'll talk about that later i have for other sure <laughs> seen a ufo and then my mom aunt and cousin also saw one you were sleeping in the car weren't you yeah i was asleep i have no idea what was going on we were hunting also huge hunters and fishers, fishers yeah. for sure um, but yeah, apparent, apparently they saw UFOs, which we'll get to those stories later because those are pretty intense we also. We did see a UFO. Okay, you did see a UFO. Not apparently, we did see a UFO. <laughs> pretty intense stories there that will come for sure. Um, let's see, what else? Pranking. What else are we into? Pranking. Pranking. Oh my God, my mom and brother have terrorized me for my 22 years of life. When I was younger, they would gang up on me. I would cry. I was the good child in the family. That's, I'll, I'll agree on that one. I was definitely the good child compared to this guy over here. Um, we went to the same school, actually, for a few years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, middle school and... Elementary um, school. Elementary, yes. Yep. And I would walk into the classroom and the teachers would look at me and be like, oh my God, you're Bobby Price's sister. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, what's up? Oh my God, I, I love I my brother. Bad <laughs> reputation. Like every year, you know how you get a new teacher and they would see my name coming in and shit. Like this kid, especially the guy I grew up with, my best friend that we'll talk about later. Uh, we were both, we were bad kids, okay? We were bad. Terrorize the teachers, talk them. back, you name it. We were not, we were not good. We were smart, but not well behaved at all. Hey, at least you got good grades. That's all mom cared about. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she, my brother would get called into like teachers' offices or like the principal's office. And my the mom time would be like, master. why are you wasting my time? He has an A in the class. Like, what's the issue here? <laughs> They're like, because he is a terror. But, you know. I don't know where Scotch, my dog, gets it from. Though. I, oh, of course not. He definitely doesn't get it from you. Um, definitely huge pranksters. To this day, I've been Big time. continuously pranked. Again, stories and pictures and for videos. sure. And videos yeah. <laughs> will come in later episodes, which sucks for me, but they're pretty fucking hilarious. I have to give it to you they're with awesome. some of them. They're great. Absolutely. Um, also, huge fans of music. For sure. We can't get over it. <clears throat> um, we have a wall of guitars over there. You can't see it. There's a guitar and a drum behind there. I don't oh, know what kind of okay there you go yeah um huge musical siblings not musical family but musical yeah, siblings definitely not, yeah so my name is presley i was named after elvis if you haven't made the connection yet our dad was a huge elvis fan we grew up listening to all of his cds all of his songs um been to graceland been to graceland you have a scar from it a few times i have a scar i fell on elvis's grave fun fact yeah about when you were two or three, I was two. I she, climbed. She was a toddler, yeah. and she went under the velvet ropes, tripped, and hit her head on Elvis's grave and started bleeding. Yeah, so my blood is on Elvis's grave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for those of you who have been there recently, there is now a wrought iron fence around there. <laughs> that might be. Yeah, that might be because of you. I'm not sure. Possibly. I just wanted to get closer to my namesake. You know, I had to feel him. <laughs> Um, your live shows. We've gone to a lot of live shows here in town. Ton of live shows. We're huge proponents of local music. We go to open mic nights. Yeah. We're huge supporters of them. Um, we can't get enough. I mean, there are friends. I wish I could just play better, though. Let, let, let's point that out. We say we're huge music people, but I'm okay on the guitar. Okay. I'm very amateur at the piano or anything else. He used to be a boss at the guitar, first of all. A long time ago. He played electric, acoustic. You got a ukulele, a violin, a banjo. Like If it had strings, I definitely wanted to play. He definitely wanted to play, learned how to play, all of them at least a little bit. Yes, And then sure. you were great at acoustic and at uh, electric guitar, yeah. for sure. T took about a five-year break from a past relationship. 
Yeah. And uh, didn't play for a long time. So I just started getting back into it and uh, we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. So we have had a, uh, a lot of time to ourselves recently. Guys, I know that uh, this quarantine just started, the self-quarantine, stay away from people. But my sister and I have been in self-quarantine for over two months now. And there's a weird reason. Uh, last year, no, actually a year and a half ago, 2018 in December, I was bartending at the bar. I used to work at a, a really nice mixology bar here in San Antonio. Worked with some amazing guys that know their stuff. Um, some of them will be in Vegas now working soon. They're uh, flair bartenders. Flair bartenders, the guys that throw stuff in the air and do amazing tricks. Uh, some pro guys. Shout out to uh, Lorenzo in Orlando, Carlos as well. Those guys are awesome. I know quite a few of the flair bartenders from the community in Texas. Yeah, There's well, some, a lot of good one guys. of the competitions was held at your bar our, our while company you were working did there. throw one of the larger competitions for Texas. Yes. Yeah. So through that, anyways, we'll have a lot of fun bartending stories and uh, some stuff maybe uh, that you should do at a bar. Donthly, don't do and stop doing. <laughs> Please, bartenders hate you sometimes. But uh, I, I got sick at work. I wasn't feeling that well. And um, I literally got to the point where I had to tell my boss to have the other bartender come in early. And I called my mom up and told her to please come pick me up because I didn't even think I could drive my vehicle. I thought I was going to pass out driving. So I was like, I definitely don't drive. Well, she picked me up. We went to the uh, Texas Med Clinic and they told me to immediately leave and go to the ER. And at that point, we knew, okay, what's going on? And Something's said, up. Yes. They told us to immediately leave. No, we can't help you. Go to the ER right now. We go to the ER, and over the course of about two months, I spent three different stints in the hospital, four to five, six days, and a lot of stuff is going wrong. Uh, I have a really bad blood issue. I'm very anemic. My hemoglobin and hematocrit levels were down. I had no energy, I was jaundiced, and uh, something was going on. Well, I got passed from doctor to doctor. I got over, no, not over, I got exactly 18 blood transfusions, which is a lot of blood. A lot of blood. That's already more blood than I more have. More blood than me. we already so have I, in yeah, our bodies. I got it recycled with other people's blood. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't understand why my blood was being affected and I couldn't sustain blood levels. Uh, specialist, 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 and eventually I came to a great doctor here in town a great hematologist and unfortunately he diagnosed me if you can even say that with an unknown blood disorder so they didn't really diagnose me like we don't fucking yeah. know what this is uh test after test they they went through the rounds trying to figure it out and still it's uh they don't know what it is uh one of the things it did do amongst a lot of other things pain joint energy i mean a mirage of uh, yeah, definitely sleeping disorders, insomnia. like yeah. a, a lot of stuff that came with it. But the worst thing he did with it was uh, liver failure, which that's kind of a big one. So the problem was I got put on the liver transplant list, and for those of you who don't know, it is a complicated process, and there's a lot of factors that goes into uh, getting on the list, and how they even consider you and score you on the list as far as who needs one and who we should give it to in an amount of times. And then on top of that, not a lot of hospitals do liver transplants. Right. They're, uh, we're fortunate enough that here in San Antonio, the University Hospital is one of the best ones in South Texas, so I got lucky with that. But some of the other patients that I'd see in there were driving two, three hours away to come to that hospital. And so let's just say you need a liver, there's a car accident, you're a match. Well, you have to be able to get to that hospital in time before the liver itself dies and is, is not viable anymore right. for you. So I spent a little over a year on the transplant list and it was uh, soon becoming clear that there wasn't a lot of hope because, well, for the main reason that I have an undiagnosed blood disorder. So being that I they don't know what I have or what would even fix me, I feel like, well, I already know this is the answer, but the committee, why are they gonna give someone a liver when they don't even know if that's going to fix them. Yeah, They're exactly. going to give the liver to a patient that it will fix them and that will solve all the problems. Right. Which is understandable. Very frustrating. Well, the doctor stressed that something needed to be done, that I was not doing that well. And uh, along the way, a few friends, a few family members got tested to see if they were a match, but no one was uh, actually a match except for my sister, Presley. 
So we happened to be a match. At first, I did not agree to this. I, uh, I didn't like the idea that my sister was going to a potentially life-ending surgery because you never know what's going to happen and that what happens if I wake up and she's gone? What happens if we both did this surgery and we both are gone? Yeah. Mean, this, this is a very risky thing for, for a sibling to do this. So, of course, I love you to death and everything, but I was quite hesitant about agreeing to No, that I first. know. Our, um, our parents were, I know you were, but I was so adamant um, that something needed to be done. I mean, we were at a point where it had been long enough and the doctors themselves were stressing, like, this needed to be done. So I got tested and the doctor- I didn't even know you got tested, by the way. What? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought mom had told you, no. but anyways. Oh, no, actually, I didn't want to tell you until I knew I was a match because I was like, what's the point if he gets his hopes up or whatever? No, that's true. So I hadn't even, I didn't even yeah. want to tell you yet. So I was a match and I actually get the call from the doctor a week after I got tested and he said, can you be down here in three days to do the surgery? And I was like, what? Like... Okay, yes, you need a liver, but <laughs> yeah, I needed to work stuff out with work. Obviously, I was in New York still. Um, I, I don't live here, so we needed to work out a lot of logistics. And uh, we finally got it all figured out. And January 15th of this year, we had the liver transplant surgery. Yeah. So a pretty wild story for us. Um, very trying, long year for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but going through this recovery process, we're with each other 20 hours out of the day. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> I mean, since, since being discharged from the hospital and you were in the hospital for, I want to say five or six days. I was in the hospital for a week, for seven days. Okay, for seven days. I was mm-hmm. in the hospital for just a little over two weeks and it is not fun recovering from a major surgery like that. I don't, I, I, I know a lot of people have not done it and going into it. I had, you know, I was trying to be mentally prepared for their, you know, letting us know about the pain and about how all the complications and the issues yeah. and how, how recovery is going to go, but nothing prepares you for it. No, I mean, it's rough. Definitely not. I mean, people would always say like, oh, we know how you feel. And we're like, no, you do not <laughs> understand the pain yeah. that we went through. And I think it helped a lot. I mean, for the first week, at least we could see each other every single day. So it was like, okay, well, like I would go to his room all the time and we'd watch movies, watch TV, everything, like go on walks together. But then when I left the hospital, I think it got a little bit more difficult for the both of us. Um, and I'd go visit the hospital every single day once I could. Car rides sucked. So oh, yeah. it, it's the reason why it's so painful is because if you've ever seen a transplant scar, Um, For the person that donates, like Presley, she has a vertical scar that's going down her entire stomach, pretty much from like her belly button to mid chest, straight down the middle. And mine is the same incision, plus it goes sideways around your stomach. Well, if you think about it, when they cut you and they're doing surgery, to get to the organ, they cut through your entire life's buildup of core muscles. Yeah. So they just slice through that. Also cut through the nerves, get the organ, do what needs to be done, take it off of you, attach it to me, sew you back up, and then your body slowly, slowly recuperates. Very slowly, that's for sure. For eight weeks, neither of us could lift more than eight to 10 pounds. And then they said, after the eight weeks, I was planning on going back to work right after the eight weeks. But then the doctor... She works in a hospital, by the way, guys. Yeah, so I work in a hospital on an orthopedic trauma unit. So I'm very hands-on with the patients. I have to turn them, help them, walk them. Yeah, like a lot of physical therapy is involved as well. And um, the doctor basically told me, no, you cannot go back to work. Like, yeah, there's no way you could have done that. You have to gradually get back into things, gradually start lifting weights, etc. So we've been doing that. Um, I mean, when you first get out of surgery... Breathing hurts. Every time your chest cavity, stomach expands, it's excruciating. Oh my gosh. Then it gets better. Sneezing or coughing. It would bring tears to my eyes. It was awful. Oh my gosh. Um, But after those two weeks, he finally came home and here we started our cycle of waking up, watching TV, going on little walks here and there, hanging out with the dogs. And recalling a lot of our wild stories and adventures that we have gone through over the past, for me, 22, and for you, the past 31 years. Yeah. 
There's a a lot of ridiculous stuff, you know, (laughs) plenty that I'm not proud of and I would never recommend anyone doing. For sure. A lot of risky stuff, but a fucking lot of fun stuff. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, we've had the time of our lives, I feel like, with some of these stories. Um, And to be honest, I thought that I had heard them all. I did. But we're pretty honest with each other. We're, we're very close as brother and sister. Very. Uh, we're nine years apart. So when she was born, I wasn't a fan. I he wanted told, a little brother. <laughs> he told my mom to take me back. So <laughs> I, hey, I didn't. I don't know their exchange return policy. I was nine years old. Okay. <laughs> well, obviously, I was not returned. I was brought home, and from then on, I mean, honestly, we've been close for as long as I can remember since I was born, basically. Um, obviously when I was younger and he was in high school going through the little like Presley you're annoying get the fuck out of my room kind of thing yeah that that definitely I mean nine years apart is a lot it is Uh, a lot one advantage I did have though quick little thing is I made her my hangover slave in high school we get party we'd party and get drunk all the time I'd have a hangover all the time well I think I would just call you to my room or you would come to my room trying to wake me up to do something and I would force her to go get me ice water, Gatorade, you know, cracker soup, whatever. Anything. He was like the biggest cup you can find ice water. I was like, well, alrighty then. Can then can we watch a movie? <laughs> you were like, sure, sure whatever Tyler, you want. I'll bring me all, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want after that. Um so sorry, Mimosa over here is being a little needy. Um, but yeah, I thought that I had heard it all, that's for sure. Again, super close. We share a lot of things with each other. We tell each other whenever some wild shit happens um for the most part for the most part and this is a story that i actually hadn't heard uh i don't even know how it came up i think we were talking about movies or something and uh stealing cars and my brother looks at me and he goes well i've stolen a car obviously my face is like what the fuck do you mean you've stolen a car and he goes but i gave it back Okay, that doesn't make it better. Wait a second. That's even Stevens. So let's back it up and go ahead and tell them the story. So this is a story that I had obviously never told her. My parents never found out, obviously, because we didn't get in trouble. But yeah, in high school, uh, my best friend that I grew up with, the one that I actually got the Mastiff from, uh, his name's Luke. And Luke and I got in a lot of trouble growing up in elementary no really in middle school and definitely in high school and college and all definitely in high school yeah so in high school he had a pickup truck and we'd go out and do dumb things straight up we just do look for something to do to entertain ourselves they just straight up egged each other on like luke is one of the most animated people you will ever meet in your entire life such a good time life of the fucking party for, for sure. sure luke's awesome he uh <laughs> he's a hell of a guy. He won't back down to anything I tell him to do, and it's it's vice versa. Um we weren't even drinking at the time. I, I think this was shit, either junior or sophomore year. I'm know? not gonna lie, I don't know if that makes the story better or worse, but you did this sober. So shit, I don't know. <laughs> so we were in Walmart, walking around looking for something to do. I don't even know what we were doing. Uh Luke goes to the restroom. And he comes out smiling ear to ear. He's like, hey, Bobby. He's like, what's up, buddy? He's like, dude, I found some keys. And I was like, what do you mean you found some keys? And he's like, dude, I went to the restroom. I went to take a piss at the urinal. And there are some keys on there. And I was like, what? Okay, so time out. First of all, normal people would go give the keys to a cashier and no. be like, and then they would like announce it overhead. Like you hear, oh, we found some keys in the bathroom. Not two teenage and boys. <laughs> no, 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 no. And your reasoning was who the fuck takes things out of their pockets and put things no, on a okay, urinal? Guys, guys, hear me out. Who takes their keys out of, I can only assume their jeans or their shorts, <laughs> takes your keys out and puts them on the urinal to pee. No, but the only time I've ever put anything on a urinal has to be at a bar. With a drink. you put like a cup on top of the plumbing. There's like a spot that you could put something. Okay. But I'm not taking out my keys. <laughs> what the hell is this? Like I'm not taking out. Okay. So that's besides the point. That It's ridiculous. By the what way. if that's you didn't have did pockets? That. I'm just saying. I'm trying. I'm on this guy's side. Not going to lie. 
yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we, of course, you know, Luca's like, let's see what's in the car. So we scurry outside and, you know, like uh, looking for the lighthouse out in the ocean, we're clicking the key fob going up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles. And there it is. We see it. Blink, blink. The lights go on. We go to the car. It's a, I don't know, um, like a Toyota Camry or a Honda Civic. Like some basic. Yeah, some basic, basic car, car. You know, yeah. nice looking. It wasn't, you know. So you guys are going to look at it in the parking lot. Yeah, for sure. With and cameras. Yes. Yes. Okay. It, you know, thinking back, you know, we'll get to that part. So... We open the car, we start looking in it. Oh man, what are we gonna do? And that's when we're like, well, we shouldn't be looking at this in the car. What happens if the guy walks up? You know, that's not good. Um, let's take the car. <laughs> just, okay. just for a minute, you know. <laughs> okay, so normal, no, okay. First of all, no, no normal person would decide to take a car. Usually they'd be like, okay, let's go look in it. Maybe I'll give you that. But to take the car, drive it off of the lot, like, what did you do? Go drive it around the block and was like, okay, like, listen, we'll go if, put it back. Listen, if you find a $10 on the floor, do you pick it up and start asking whose $10 it is? Okay, this is a little different. A car is worth thousands of dollars? Tomato, tomato. Tom- <laughs> I, like I said, I prefaced this with, uh, we were bad kids, okay? Anyways, we take the car. Did and, not uh, just take it around the block. No, we didn't. Uh, well, we took it around the block. <laughs> we took it around the block. So we take the car to these office buildings that was not far from that Walmart. And we go behind the office buildings to their parking lot in the back where no one could see us from the road. And we were in heaven. <laughs> this parking lot was a... They were doing some construction at the time. So there was a barricades, um, cones, fencing, porta-potties... Just general construction stuff. Ding, ding, ding. And uh, <laughs> we took this car and, oh, Lord, it was like a demolition derby. I mean, jumping things, curves, pulling the e-brake, turning as fast as we could, slamming into the cones, the barricades. I mean, if y'all remember Mario Kart, that's how we were treating this. I mean, Real life fucking Mario real, Kart. It's not our car. Like, I don't give a shit. I would never do this in my vehicle, but in this car, I don't give a fuck. There are no repercussions. Like, no. you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. YOLO. I mean, this Yo- is before <laughs> YOLO came out. It was years before that. But, yeah, we were just having fun. Well, the best the, the best thing about this whole scenario was the porta-potties. We decided to go bowling. With a car. With a car. <laughs> the idea was amazing. And for those of you who don't know, if you've ever actually been around one, or I mean, everyone's been in a porta potty, but they're quite heavy. But baby, they fly when you hit them <laughs> going thirty in a vehicle, and they fuck up the car. That's for sure. So we were slamming into this porta potty. It was rolling end on end, rolling across, and there are multiple porta potties out there. And this car is covered. In shit, <laughs> covered in human feces, toilet paper, pee, poo. I don't know, gross stuff, nastiness, I mean, splashed all over the windshield. That's while we were... fucking disgusting. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the I can honestly, it would take me a long time to recollect having that much fun. Zero consequence in the car. If someone gave you a car and said, "Do whatever the fuck you want with it," I don't even know what I would do. Uh, but now I know what that. I would do. Yes, that. That. Now I know. We're bowling for porta potties. Like, Strike, baby. Pick up the spare. <laughs> okay, just to remind you guys, they're dead sober. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Why does that even have to be a fact? Because I feel like drunk people would totally do something like that. But to be like, yeah, sober. No, we, we were like took 16 a guy's or car. Years old. Yeah. You were drinking at that age. No, definitely but not. Really? Oh well, yes, at parties, but we weren't uh, like rolling around. Oh, okay, yeah. Party. For sure. Makes sense. Okay, so. So we have the time of our life in this vehicle. Uh, I'm pretty sure every single panel around the car, the bumpers, the everything, dented to fuck. I mean, bad. And it's covered in shit. Like, for real. I mean, it's This gross. guy's car is fucked. Yeah, it's, it's, it don't look good. And, uh, yeah, he's going to lose some money on that. 
Yeah, no shit. Okay, <laughs> wait. depreciated a tad. Okay, but can you guys imagine being the construction company for this fucking, like, office building, going behind, doing whatever you need to do? Like, oh, dude, I gotta take a oh, shit. Oh, the next day? Yes! Like, <laughs> I gotta take a shit. What the fuck is this? You know what? I, you, now that you say that, what have been, you know, I wonder if there were cameras in the back parking lot. Honestly. Because if there were cameras back there... <laughs> I don't know if a lot of buildings have that. Honestly, the construction guys, if they ever saw those videos, they'd feel like they were probably watching Jackass. Like oh, for sure. They would have been cracking up at these two fucking high schoolers bowling. Taking turns. I mean, we were going all over. I mean, treated this like a, a go-kart cat with jumps. Yeah. Like, I mean, bad. No, they probably were like, what the fuck happened to our porta-potties? And now they have to get new porta-potties. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, first off, they got the day off. <laughs> there was, those guys did not work the next day that's there were no sure. material no, that's for sure <laughs> oh my god okay so 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 you finished having your fun so how long our, was this i gotta say at least 45 minutes that's a long ass time i mean we had to take turns i mean and then when one of us did something that we liked we're like oh bro i gotta try that like okay luke switch it up let's go oh my god you don't know how long this guy shops for we were not thinking about that. Okay. But, but, yes, when we were done with our fun, we kind of sat there like, what the hell are we going to do with this car? And it dawned on us, I don't know why it didn't before, but, <laughs> oh shit, I bet Walmart has cameras in the parking lot, which they for sure do. After you've already ransacked this guy. Oh man, this, car. Is, this car is poo-poo city right here. <laughs> I mean, this thing is, yeah, it's not, it's not pretty. It doesn't smell, you can smell it coming. That's disgusting. So we're like, we got to take it back, man. Let's just take it back. Because if we take it back, we didn't take it. We did steal a car. I mean, it's there. We you borrowed it. it. We <laughs> borrowed it. That's a better way of saying it. Because we brought it back, not in the same condition, but we did bring it back. That's like on Kelly Blue Book. You know how you have to put the condition of the car? Very poor. Very Whatever the lowest condition is. Shitty. Straight shitty. up. Shitty the condition. Straight up. Shitty. Shitty. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, go a little lower. Yeah, anything lower than very po- shitty. That's shitty. The one. That one. Yeah. So Luke drives his pickup truck into the parking lot, and I'm in the uh, our fun car. And I pick a spot, obviously at the end of the lanes, because I'm not gonna go in there. You know, you know, it would have been ideal to put the car back in the same parking spot, and then that guy would have not known what the fuck happened. <laughs> but yeah, couldn't do that. So we take it back. I get out of the car and I don't even want to touch the car door because it's covered in shit. <laughs> so I like kick it closed with my with my boot, and as I'm doing this, you know, I'm scanning the parking lot because I mean I'm real nervous at this point. Yeah. And I'm scanning, look at people, and just I look down an aisle, just like an aisle over from us, for me, and I lock eyes with this guy. And this guy looks like he he just went grocery shopping for the whole week. I mean, he arms full. <laughs> like he needed a cart. Like that, this dude should have had a shopping cart. Like I don't know why. Like pride. Oh, I can carry him. No, I don't. He should have had a shopping cart. So many groceries. <laughs> the second he locks eyes with me, he knows it's his car. Looks at the cart, drops every fucking bag, and dead sprints running at me. <laughs> I drop the keys on the hood of the car, plat and poop. And run. And, you know, I was a little chubby in high school for sure, but I was I was pretty athletic. You played football? That. This dude was fast. Way faster than me. <laughs> I turn around. I'm running. And Luke is all the way at the end of the other fucking side of the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Their parking lots are huge. We all know this. Yeah, massive. Massive. I think he, he didn't want to get caught on camera and have his vehicle license plate on camera. because Next to that vehicle. Yeah, that's like, when we came up. With, yeah. You know, oh, shit, cameras because you were in his mom's car too you know what i think it was his mom's truck not to mention yeah for sure could you imagine his mom getting a call being oh man well that yeah well i don't know shitty situation (laughs) shitty situation so he's slowly coming across the park i'm running as fast as i fucking can and i keep turning around this guy is gating on me he is catching up quick we keep running for whatever, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever it was, and call, uh, Luke gets close enough. He, I jump in the bed of his truck, and we take off. And we're, I mean, we're dying laughing with adrenaline and pumped up. Yeah, yeah, we got away with it. 
And then we were real scared for the next few days. <laughs> real scared every time. Staying home by the phone oh, anytime every the phone time rings. the phone rang. Yeah, jumping to answer before one of our parents would. Well, mostly him because, I mean, we were in his vehicle. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Luke and I, that was uh, one little... I mean, I, st- we, I stole the car, but we gave it back. But you gave it back. So, even Stevens is in my mind. Okay. The insurance probably paid for it. Honestly, and, probably. And then can you imagine the incident report on <laughs> for oh, the insurance? Yeah. My car came back covered in well, shit. Well, you got to assume that he told the store manager, and the store manager was like, I'm so sorry I called the cops. Hey, Jerry, go get that fucking tape. Go, go watch that tape. tape. Go get the tape. Yeah, Look scene, at the I mean, car. No, I'm sure. It was sure. just a little joyride. Everyone's had a joyride. I mean... I mean, I've definitely been on a joyride. You should tell that whole story. That whole trip to Italy... You should go on that. The whole thing? We'll go on. At least we'll, go. We'll talk yeah. about the joyride. Okay. okay. Let's talk about that. So um, in college, two of my best friends were studying abroad in Italy. Um, one of them happened to be my roommate. Shout out to Brittany. <laughs> and, um, it's Brittany, bitch. It's Brittany, bitch. And our other roommate and I, so Karina, um, who is one of my best friends to this day. Fucking savage of a person. Karina's I a love trip. her. She's badass. She's amazing. So uh, Karina and I and three other girls decided to go to Italy and visit our friends that were studying abroad. So we get there. We are having the time of our lives. Hold up. How much did you pay, by the way? Okay, it was $400 round trip. That's That blows my mind. It is $400 for me round trip to go from New York to Texas. And you can go to Italy and back. And I could go to fucking Italy. So damn straight. Hotels, $20 a night. Look at this sweet Airbnb I found. That's like really cool. We were on cloud nine after we found this deal. So um, we get to Italy and we're like, you know what? We shouldn't like eat out 24-7. We need some snacks. We need some alcohol. Let's go to the grocery store. Booze it till we lose it. Booze it till we lose it. So... We go to this grocery store, and we're shopping around. We grab some Italian snacks. We're living. Yeah. And then we find the jackpot. So we find this three-gallon plastic jug of <laughs> white wine, and we are... Wait, it was plastic? It was... So if you guys can imagine the two-gallon Hawaiian punch bottles with, like, the handle oh, on yeah. top. Oh, yeah. Like, what you make, like, trash can the punch blue- with? Yeah, exactly. So that's what this wine looked like. Okay. It was white wine, Blanco Vino. It was written all over the label. Okay, uh, red flag number one. Okay. <laughs> it's in a giant... It's got, like, a handle, like a It has thing. a handle with, like, the, the slots for your fingers to oh, make it more ergonomic. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were so excited. It was three euros. Like, guys, this is lit. We need to move to Italy. So we grab this wine. We need to move to Italy. (laughs) We grab this wine. We grab some other wine, which, side note, was nowhere near this other wine that we found. Not in the same section in the grocery store. Not in the spice section. number two. (laughs) Not in the spice section where our white wine was. Okay. uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, we come to find out fairly quickly in Italy that everything closes fairly early. So everything is closed by like midnight in Italy, which obviously we weren't used to. We're used is, that, to is that like a cultural thing over there or I don't laws know. or? Honestly, I don't know if it's because like the Pope lives there or what, but they close at midnight, like okay. everything, um, which we're not used to. We're used to boozing it up until 5, 6 a.m. Yeah, in the New morning. York, yeah. Here in Texas, bars close at 2, New York, what? Four. Four or five? Yeah. Four? Yeah. So um, then we go back to apartments, whatever. So this comes to a shock, like it brings a shock to us. We're like, oh my God, what? Um, but lucky for us, we go to dinner that night and we, we're the group of girls who make friends with the bartenders. And yeah. we get hookups for sure. Waiters, bartenders, managers, like you're our people. So <laughs> we're having the time of our life at dinner, um, boozing it up with shots on shots. Like we're living. And then we're walking down this like cobblestone, all brick walls, like little side street. Like what you would picture Italy streets. Literally what like. you yeah. would picture. Vespa zooming by, little Fiat's coming. Like Vespa, those are awesome. Literally, oh, Vespa's coming later. Don't you worry. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we find 
this uh, little hole in the wall, we see like blue DJ lights coming out and we're like, oh, let's go in there. What's in there? So we find this bar, which is still open. And at this time it's like 1230 and we're pumped. Oh, nice. We're like, oh my God, they're still open. Found an after club or an after whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like we found our spot. So we go in there and we start talking to the bartenders. They're Italian as fuck. Like well, you're in Italy. Barely yes. speak a lick of English. Yeah. Like heavy, heavy accents. Um, so we make very good friends with these guys. And then come to find out the third guy who like would pop in and out was the owner of the bar. Oh, nice. There you go. So we would stay at this bar until 4 a.m. Every night we were in Italy. What time were they supposed to close? Two. So okay. these these guys were open until two, but then the owner was there. So they were like, oh, let's party with yeah. these girls. I can tell you from personal experience, and for those of you who don't know, people hang out. The the friends of the owners or the bartenders, they party after the bars are closed. Oh, for sure. And if anyone tells you that doesn't happen, they're fucking lying or they don't know the truth. Yeah. It, it happens. Trust me. So um, we guys to know these guys pretty well. And then every single night we were in Italy. So we... Um, our last night in Italy, actually, we're like, hmm, what are we going to do? We are leaving to Greece at 740 in the morning. And it's like four in the morning. So we go to our spot. A few of the girls had already gone to bed. Karina, who usually is not the responsible one, <laughs> decided yeah, decided to go to bed early. So me and these other girls are like, all right, let's go out. Like, we still want to booze. So we go to the bar, um, our spot, you know, hang out with the guys. The only club that's pretty the much open. The only club yeah. that's still open. It wasn't even a club. It literally was a bar. <laughs> was it packed because it was the only one that would stay open? No. There really? were like two, three people in there max every time we went in there. And max. it was just you and four girls just all shit phase partying? Well, sometimes it was like eight or nine of us because oh, okay. our friends who were studying abroad there, mm. like their friends would join us too. And these guys were awesome so we were listening to like italian edm whatever the fuck they do over there (laughs) like we are just having such an amazing time like we're in charge of the lights we are on the dj booth like we're just closed they're doing we're we're partying it up yeah Yeah, exactly so these guys were awesome for letting us do all this sounds like a badass yeah and um since our last night in italy four o'clock rolls around these guys um they invite us back to their place and I was like, no, 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 guys. I've seen Taken. I've seen, I've seen Taken. I've seen it. Like, I have those skills, but not for all of you. Like, I don't know what y'all are going to do. <laughs> so I was like, let's just invite them back to our place. Oh, I don't know if that's any better. Okay. No, uh, way better. Think about it. It was our last night in Italy. Our last night. Like, what? what's the worst that could happen? A lot. Like, we are leaving in three hours. Oh, okay. You know what? That helps then. We are you're literally just gonna stay leaving. Up the whole time and then go to the exactly. Airport. We're okay. literally leaving. Yeah, that's not too bad. So, um, we're like, okay, let's go to our place. So it took a while to finally convince them to come to our place because they wanted to go to their place, mm. and we we're like, Mm-mm-mm. no, not going. No yeah. thanks. So they offer us rides back to our Airbnb, which I'm like, fuck yeah, it's like a mile and a half, two mile walk. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's 4 a.m. in Italy. I don't know what the fuck goes down in these streets. Like, Yeah, to walk back. Yeah, yeah. walk back, literally four girls alone. So yeah, for sure. Well, two of the girls that were with us, it was only four of us at this point, two of the girls were like, no, we're going to walk back. Smart. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Real smart. <laughs> we're not going with these uh, stranger dangers over and here. And I, I, I'm over here. I was like, lame. Like, okay. I don't want to walk. <laughs> So we go outside. Um, the guys start pulling their cars around. So there's three of the guys and there's only two of us now. So I decide to ride with one of the bartenders that I had become like closer with, talking mm-hmm. to him mainly. He was giving me most of the free drinks. Like, okay, you're my guy. We'll call him Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> so Luigi brings around his car, like basic, not a Fiat, but like just a basic car in Italy. And then the owner rolls around for the other girl that's with mm-hmm. me. A super badass car? No, rolls around a fucking Vespa. <laughs> so <laughs> they all they all drive Vespas over there. Isn't that like so, real common? It is so normal and honestly, I don't know for people who haven't been to other countries, I don't think you understand the driving oh, that goes down. Not only the streets, the streets are tiny. Super narrow, yeah. Super narrow and these natives drive 
90 to 100 miles an hour yeah on all of them no matter what island we went to Mm -hmm. that's how it was super scary to drive over there in italy we found that out very quickly on the way back from the airport and so i'm like oh my god this actually may be kind of scary well then the vespa rolls around i'm like oh i'm good i'm in a car like (laughs) i'm golden so my friend we now call her short vespa because she hops on the vespa (laughs) red flag number three Short Vespa is down to do what I want to do. Short Vespa. So she hops on the back of the owner's Vespa and uh, we start heading back to our Airbnb and the third guy follows us in his car. Mm -hmm. So we're on our way back. We are passing the walls of the Vatican. We are almost there. Wait, for real? Yes. So our Airbnb was blocks away from the Vatican walls. Like blocks. Four in the morning. You're all fucked up. Blaring Italian idiot, like passing past the Pope's house. Deuces, Pope. Deuces, literally. Like, God bless you for this place. This is awesome. So we're passing the Pope's house. The Vespa is way in front of us. This guy is still going like 90 to 100 miles an hour. He's going fucking fast, whipping around these turns. And what do you know? Okay, but Italian. Do they have a weird siren? Yeah, Yeah. they have a super weird siren. What the fuck is that? What the hell? This song's weird. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's the 5-0. So we pulled over by Italian Popo. And I'm like, well, what now? Like, oh my God, what if I am with the guy from Taken? Like, what the fuck is happening? And so the guy comes up. They're obviously speaking Italian. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And the driver, the bartender, looks at me and he goes, ID. So I'm over here. I like look at my purse. I hand him my driver's license. And he goes, why the no. fuck? Would goes, hold up. Why the fuck would you hand him your Texas my driver's Texas license? driver's license. And he hands it right back to me. He goes, no, ID. Passport. And I go, oh, passport. Here you go. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so he gives it to the cops. The cop has it for like a few minutes, brings it back. And it's like, okay, good night. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, well, we're rolling around the Pope's house. Like we. <laughs> oh, for, at four in the morning. So they also want to make sure that no funny business is going on at that time. Because you're rolling by the Pope's house. If you roll four in the morning blaring music right next to the White House. Yeah, probably the same thing would happen. I'm sure the same thing would happen. Yes, it's their security for sure. And then they wanted to check my ID ID and like ask if I was okay because they want to make sure that I'm not being taken. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, we're good. Like, can we go home? Like, can I go to my Airbnb now? So we finally get there and we're all there and we realize we don't have booze. We have... Well, it's the last night. So it's you, our you last night. Everything. We drank everything and it's open carry in Italy. So we would just take bottles with us everywhere and drink them like on the walk. Yeah. That's dope. That's like what? Vegas on the strip? Vegas on the strip. Yeah. yeah. But we do have our Blanco Vino from the first night. The three gallon jug. The three gallon jug. <laughs> we got it. We are ready. So... How much have y'all been drinking of that so far? Okay, so the first night, there was eight or nine of us at the Airbnb. We probably drank a third of it, so like a gallon. Did it taste taste good? No, not at all. But <laughs> Did it like, get you drunk? We drank, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. So we drank it, and then at that point, we had drank in all the other good booze. So we were like, okay, now this is all we have left. That's all we so got, yeah. I didn't taste shit. I was like, this is great, whatever. Like, yeah. booze. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Italy. So... We pull out our three-gallon jug of wine. Like, literally, I had to hold it with two arms, pouring <laughs> it into cups. You got, like, a mini barrel, like a mini <laughs> cask of wine. I You're literally have a mini king. barrel. We're making our own wine over here. <laughs> so uh, we start handing glasses to all the guys, and all the girls are up at this point. Um, and the owner of the bar t- takes the first sip, I guess. Literally takes a sip almost spits it out of his mouth and goes this gasoline (laughs) (laughs) gasoline (laughs) why does it taste like shit or is high proof or what okay so come to find out after talking with the guys like yes we know it tastes shitty but like we got it for three dollars and they're like that's because this is cooking wine (laughs) only cooking wine and then I started thinking back, like, you know what? This wasn't near no, any no, no, no. of the other booze. <laughs> and not to mention, you know how they put the things that have, like, nice labels, things that you want at eye level in the grocery store? Oh, for sure. Product placement. Product yeah, placement. Yeah, that's where you're going to put it. 
This shit was on the bottom shelf. That's not a good sign. Just so happened Red to catch our eye. Nine. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> but we don't care. We're like, well, that's all we got. So we're drinking it anyways. The guys are very slowly taking sips with like water so sips in between. Cooking wine. It's cooking oh wine. Nasty shit. Like no and flavor. No boozed nothing. up on the gasoline. We're already boozed up. So we're like, yeah, gasoline. Oh, <laughs> so... Not to mention, we're trying to play King's Cup, so the card game. Yes. For those Every who card don't know. has a, a, a different rule or mini game inside Exactly. Of so then we realize, okay, these guys can't speak English. We have to take out, like, half the cards. So yeah. <laughs> They don't know the rules. Trying to tell they don't them to know do anything. Something. Like, all the ones that you have to talk, like, never have I ever, or, like, question master, or, yeah. like, whatever it was. Yeah. Literally, we were like, okay, take those out. That's too much conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, you needed to dumb it down. You yeah. needed to make it like no language barrier. We like did. We were, like, we were like, you see seven, seven, heaven. You point. That's how it goes. Four, floor. You point down. Yes. Like, that's, drink, drink again. That's how it works. Um, so at this point, it is 6.30 in the morning. And time just flew by for us. Like, we were going on joy rides. And you didn't like, leave at 7 in the morning, right? Well, that just didn't pass our mind yet. So we were like, it's 6.30. All right, guys are leaving now. So they're like, oh, whatever. We have to go. Okay, great. Bye. Peace out. I guess we should, like, get a power nap in or something. Like no, That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Definitely a terrible idea. But at the time, I thought it was brilliant. I was like, we get 15 minutes of sleep, guys. Let's go. No. No. So we take a 15 minute power nap, basically. I'm getting shaken by Karina. We're sharing a bed. I'm getting shaken by her to wake up. And I'm like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> All pissed off. <laughs> Leave me alone, bitch. I was not happy. And finally, Karina and I come to the conclusion that she should go get breakfast. And by the time she gets back, I'll be ready. Like, I'll be ready You're gonna to go. going to get up and get dressed? I'm going to get up, get dressed. But leave me the fuck alone. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. So she goes out, gets us McDonald's. By the way, McDonald's in Europe, super nice. Really? Yeah, fantastic. Loved them. They're super clean. Everything. Was that the horse meat in there? Um, what? Horse meat. They eat horse meat in Italy. You had the okay. Welcome back. <laughs> you didn't know that. I don't, okay, you know what, I, I'm not, I don't know if they serve it in the McDonald's area, but they do eat horse meat in Italy. That's a common thing. Okay, we'll come back to, we'll look that up later, because now I'm confused. No, I didn't have a hamburger, I you ate chicken. You ate sea biscuit. I ate chicken. So you ate sea biscuit. <laughs> I did not, I would cry if I ate sea biscuit. So, Karina comes back, I am obviously not awake, and Karina <laughs> comes back, Presley, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I really have to get up now. It's like 6.45, 6.50. We need to go. We yeah. need to fucking go. Where are y'all flying to? Greece. Okay. So there's two airports in Italy, the huge one, the international one, and then, well, I guess the other one's international too, but the massive one that we flew into, and then a super tiny one that only flies into Europe, basically. Oh, okay, yeah, that so, makes sense. We are going to the small one. Well, we didn't really know how taxis worked in Europe. Or what in, do you mean it, how taxis work? So I guess in Italy. You, in, you tell them where you want to go. Well, you in, give them the money. It's not like in New York City where you fucking hail a cab on the side of the street. That's not how it works. You like go out. You're supposed to call a company first. Like, I don't fucking oh, know how to do that. You call and them. And reserve the operator them. operator sets it up and they send you one. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, we didn't have time for that shit. Oh, so yeah. we went outside. Short Vespa over here is in the middle of the street waving down a black van. And I'm like, are we sure that's a cab? <laughs> <laughs> Red flag number 10. So the driver gets out. He goes, what are you doing? That's not how this works. Finally calls his boss, agrees to give us a ride to the airport. Could, hold on. Could any of y'all in this group speak Italian? No, not at all. Okay, great. Like, okay, so I know a lot of Spanish. Yeah. So they're very similar, but... Similar, but it's not the same. But not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're on our way to the airport. I'm like, oh my God, we're good. We're good to go. Like, we made it, basically. Not yet. So then we go to the airport, and... It is like the most minimalistic airport you've ever seen. No snacks, no water. Like, oh. I'm dying. <laughs> Super hungry. Well, actually, no, you're still drunk at that point for sure. Oh, I'm hammered. Yeah. So 
finally they call our flight number like oh my god yes like we're here so we go short vespa and i fall asleep sitting in line like waiting to get on the plane karina wakes us up like bitches get up it's your issue not fine fine. (laughs) so then to make it even worse it's not like where you get on the tarmac and like walk onto a plane you have to walk outside, walk up the stairs, and get on this plane. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm like, that's a lot of walking. <laughs> that's a like, lot fuck. Of work. Yeah. So we get on this, finally, finally, we get on this plane. It is me, short Vespa, Karina. Mama, we fucking made it. <laughs> you fucking made we it. We made it. We're on the plane. We did it. And then. I fell asleep and I didn't even hear like the safety instructions. I woke up in Greece and I, I was, <laughs> I Mama made it. We're here. I couldn't have been happier. Let's go Greece. <laughs> I was like, for all of you doubters, I Jeez, fucking made Jesus. it. <laughs> that is a great vacation, a great little trip in Italy. There's so many more stories in Italy too, which will have to be told at a later God, time. No Europeans hate Americans. <laughs> no wonder. fucking wonder. We're the worst. But we had a great time. Oh my god! Yeah, Italy. sounds like it. The gasoline over there. Italy, fucking amazing. Fucking oh my god! Like, These dumb girls are drinking freaking cooking, cooking wine. wine. And to me, I was like, wine is wine, bitches. Like, oh, yeah. uh, not so much. <laughs> well, guys, we have come to the conclusion of our very first episode of Effing Priceless. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe to our channel, please. And if you're listening on iTunes, subscribe and subscribe again. Thank you guys so, so much. It has been a blast. Hope you guys enjoyed our our two little fun stories. Yeah, for sure. A lot more, some really funny stuff, some really interesting stuff, some stuff that you're not going to fucking believe. I promise you, it's all real, unfortunately. These stories are truly fucking priceless. Let me tell you. And we just want to give a huge shout out to some local bands that we know um, for our intro. The intro is uh, Saltwater Slide. They're an amazing reggae band here in San Antonio. Uh, You guys should definitely check them out. Who does our outro music? Our outro music, thank you so much to our good friend, Wally Robles, and his band, Love Kill the Hero. Wally's badass. Yes, I've known these guys since middle school, and they just made an NPR Tiny Desk submission video, and that song is actually in our outro. So take a listen. Go give both of these guys a listen. So much love to the both of them and local music here, but we can't wait to see you guys next Tuesday. It's Presley and Bobby. Thanks for listening. My body's tired, that's alright, cause I don't